Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning, and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday. The is it the seventeenth? It is. It is <laughs> the seventeenth of October.、Uh, I'm Giselle Hannam, and I'm Pierre Morrow, and、uh, we'll bring you this week's program of Asia Pacific Currents.、Uh, it's been a little while since we've done a, a duo, Giselle. So that, that's、uh, right. And and listeners, there's nothing special. We just both happen to be available this morning. <laughs> Of that, course, that's right, and I hope you're going to treat me well uh, uh, today. Look, I, I've still got a few minutes to think about it, <laughs>、uh, and while I am thinking about it, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links, and you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au.、Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well, and we post many, many、uh, news pieces from around the region just to keep you informed about labour movement activity across the region. That's that's right, and、um, have, have I, we've actually moved office recently within Trade Solar. We've we actually, moved office. We haven't got our phone connected,、right. which so, is why I decided not to gonna, <laughs> to give it out this yes, morning. Yes, because I have actually given it out, and I hope no one has actually rang. But we'll we'll get there. And and a small based apology- on our historical facts and statistics, I can tell you that probably we haven't received phone calls.、That's、we get emails more than we get calls. That's right, and Facebook posts. <laughs> that's now, right. Our, our 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 listeners and and our Our people have become very technologically savvy <laughs> these days, and I have to say,、um, Giselle, at the start,、um, your volumes were a bit low, so people better miss some of、uh, your.、Um, oh, listeners, let me tell you, you weren't missing out on much. <laughs> anyway, anyway, on today's program,、um, it's just on、um, three past nine o'clock. You'll be listening to a、um, interview that I did yesterday with. Um, um, S. Arul、um, Arul Chelvan, who is the Secretary General of the Socialist Party of Malaysia, because of a recent arrest of an activist there.、Uh, under first of all, it was under the、um, Communication and Computer. Act, and while he was still in jail, he actually got、um, charged with further、uh, charges under the Sedition Act, which carries a penalties penalties of up to twenty years in jail. And he's been refused、um, bail. And it's really all to do with the <coughs>、um, with the ongoing saga and corruption scandal that's engulfing the government. But that will be in the second half of the program to let you know more. But of course, first up, news from around the region. We're going to kick off in China. Another warehouse. Explosion in Chongqing highlights China's unsafe workplaces. About two months ago, a massive explosion at a chemical warehouse in China's northern port city of Chongqing killed over 170 workers and residents. While this murder, excuse me, while this mass murder generated a lot of talk in China about proving its OHS record, the reality is that working conditions remain toxic for millions of Chinese workers. Just earlier this week. Chongqing has、uh, was the site of another massive warehouse explosion that, fortunately, didn't kill anyone. Since the August disaster, it's estimated that more than 130 workers have been directly killed in China because of workplace incidents. 
and um, we'll put the the item will go up uh, tomorrow evening on uh, but the link. But the interesting thing is, um, I actually uh, looked at the the, the more recent uh, explosion of the Tianjin factory, the one that's happened this week, and um, I still find that incredible that no one has been injured or killed. Uh, I mean, I had a bit of a look. I haven't found it because it was really a massive. It wasn't a small fire. It was a huge explosion. So it must have been, no one must have been around within 500 meters of it. Yeah. So um, anyway, so we'll go to the other part of, the other side of Asia, to Turkey, where the um, the bombing, as uh, we brought you last um, week, the bombing on Saturday, 10th of October, of a peace rally in uh, Turkey's capital, Ankara. Uh, Ankara, that claimed the lives of over 120 demonstrators, continues to reverberate in Turkey. This week, there were massive strikes and demonstrations in uh, all around Turkey, but especially in the two big cities of uh, Ankara and uh, Istanbul, um, to remember the dead and to protest against uh, this mass murder. Now that the dead have been buried... Um, the question of who was responsible for the bombing has become the primary concern for people. And while the government tried to um, um, mention almost anything under the sun, who was possibly the, the culprit, um, initial leads point to the Islamic State being um, responsible, um, while there are also questions on the level of involvement by the Turkish state itself. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens um, in the next um, few weeks where that, um, where that investigation actually um, leads to. But um, certainly our condolences to, um, to our comrades in uh, Turkey. And um, now we go to Pakistan, which unfortunately is another um, sad story where last month um, eight Pakistani workers in the industrial city of uh, Gujranwala in uh, Punjab province near the Indian border were killed when a baller they were working with exploded. Uh, and many others were injured. I think there were about 40 injured. While reports indicate that um, some managers of the factory have now been arrested over this disaster, the reality in Pakistan is that conviction rates are very low. Workplaces um, in Pakistan remain a death trap for countless workers, with unions heavily repressed and safety rules not adhered to. And... Um, We'll just go. I've just been left alone by Giselle. Just uh, decided that she needed a glass of water, and but just um, left. So I'm giving you all the information. But don't worry, Did comrades. We're all. Didn't here. you ask me if I was going to be nice to you on air this morning? I'm being very nice. I'm just <laughs> explaining to listeners how come I'm doing all the mini news and you because you were here and people might have thought that you might have dropped dead. I was just saying that she's. <laughs> Yeah, and you're still in full health, and laughing now, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, as you were, comrade. Um, I'll, I'll keep going with the next one, and then we'll, we'll go to you. Um, the, most people um, would have seen what's been happening in uh, Palestine in the last couple of weeks, and so the question is, has the Arab Spring arrived in Palestine as well? Um, certainly, um, the pace of demonstrations and clashes between Palestinians and the Israeli state, whether it's military or its armed settler wing, has continued to escalate. 
in what is beginning, beginning to, um, to feel like a third intifada, these protests are widespread, often desperate action by individuals and seem not to be organised by the older, more established Palestinian groups. The reality is that it's been 20 years since the end of the last Intifada or uprising Um, and so a new Palestinian generation has now grown up under the repressive hand of Israeli occupation. The scale of these protests are also an indictment of the Palestinian Authority that has become mired in collaboration with the Israeli authorities and corruption. Solidarity actions are also increasing globally. And our next story is a bit of an introduction to um, our feature um, piece that will bring you in the second part of um, the show today. But the arrest of Khaled Ishmat is an attempt by the Malaysian government to silence its critics. And as we have reported recently... Malaysia has seen huge anti-government protests as a corruption scandal is engulfing the Prime Minister, Najib Razak, and threatening to bring down the government. Khalid Ishmat is a human rights activist and a member of the Socialist Party of Malaysia. He was arrested in early October under Malaysia's Multimedia and Communications Act for political posts on social media. Subsequently, further charges were filed against him under the Sedition Act. He has been denied bail. This arrest and Khaled's continuing detention is a clear attempt by the Malaysian government to intimidate political opponents. There is a campaign calling for his freedom and the dropping of all charges against Khaled. And as Pierre mentioned, um, tomorrow evening we'll post you details of how you can be involved in that campaign. And we're going next next door to another country uh, suffering widespread repression uh, in Thailand, where the military coup in uh, in Thailand in mid two thousand and fourteen has seen hundreds of Thai labour and human rights activists flee the country, while many have been arrested or facing restrictions uh, on their movements. The military junta has recently stepped up the use of less majest law, handing out sentences as long as thirty years. Currently. Uncle Opas is a 60-year-old person who is in prison under Les Majest for allegedly writing anti-government graffiti on a toilet wall. He's, he's received a year and a half sentence for that. Um, Uncle Opus is very sick. He's now in danger of receiving extra time. And if he's not released, he will become another prisoner who will have died in Thailand's prison because of the repressive Les Majest law. And there is a campaign to, um, for his freedom. And we say no to the military um, junta, free all political prisoners, and organising is not a crime. And now we come to um, Victoria, Australia, and of course there is a major occupational health and safety conference planned for workers in this state for um, later this month. Um, The issue of safety in the workplace is something that all workers around the world share as millions of workers die, get injured or suffer a major illness every year due to unsafe workplaces workplaces. Just this week in Melbourne, workers remembered the worst industrial accident when a collapsing bridge killed 35 workers and injured many more. Of course, that was the collapse of the Westgate Bridge. At the end of this month, on Tuesday the 27th of October, health and safety representatives will attend a whole-day conference to discuss how to make workplaces safer for all workers. And of course, Australia's or Victoria's occupational health and safety structures are um, 
you know, something that's lauded all over the world among um, international unionists. And we've had many visitors to Victoria to look at that system to try and replicate it where they are. That's right. And it's really based on having um, health and safety uh, delegates um, um, at, in, in every workplace. And again, on a, a um, wide, uh, wide scope that the uh, Global Day of Action Against Trade Union Repression is only a month away. People would know that globally workers are prevented from organising by capitalist and governments. By keeping us, us unorganised, they can pay us less, make us work harder and make more profits for themselves. We, on the other hand, fa- face fines, dismissals, beatings, rapes and even murder for doing our job and looking after our um, fellow um, workers. Many labour activists end up in jail because of their organising activities and uh, by keeping us weak, uh, things like casualisation and contracting out keep increasing. And that's why we fight against uh, things like precarious work. Um, join us in the Global Day Against Trade Union Repression on Monday the 16th of November. There'll be events all over the world and here in Melbourne, Victoria, there is going to be a commemoration um, and a small protest at 5pm uh, at the 8-hour monument, which is the corner of uh, Ligon and Victoria Streets opposite um, Trades Hall. And that's the end of the um, news items. We'll go to a number, a couple of community breaks and then we'll be back with the interview about the Arrest and the Sedition Act in, uh, in Malaysia. That's right. This is Brother West from the American Empire trying to keep alive the legacy of John Coltrane, Curtis Mayfield, Nina Simone, and I am so glad you are listening to 3CR because 3CR is a force for good. It's telling the truth and allows you both to laugh, not at, but with others. Oh, what a grand radio station it is. We jail black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world, and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hand. Lots of changes, we need more brothers. It's just on quarter past nine o'clock, that's right. Uh, you're listening to 3CR Radio and more specifically Asia Pacific Currents brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links every week at nine o'clock. And we'll go straight with the interview with um, Arul, who is the General Secretary of the Socialist Party of Malaysia, about the uh, recent use of the sedition laws in Malaysia. This week we heard that Khalid Ismath, a human rights activist and a member of the Socialist Party of Malaysia, was arrested under the Sedition Act in Malaysia. Now, before asking you exactly what is he charged for, can you give us a bit of a background for our listeners? What is the Sedition Act in Malaysia and what does it mean? 
since the abolition of the ISA, the Internal Security Act, the Malaysian government has been continuously using the Sedition Act, basically on um, things uh, said in a public forum, anything spoken in a public forum, also uh, things put on the internet through Facebook or Twitter. So people who have made uh, such uh, statements, which the state considers to be seditious, that means among the current charges for those being arrested for seditious has been things like trying to undermine parliament democracy. That means if you say that you want the if you write something to say that, you know, we have to get rid of the current government, that is seen as against parliamentary democracy. There are also instances where the Malaysian top cartoonist, Zuna, has been slapped with uh, nine uh, sedition charges for his comics on, on uh, what's happening in the country. So it's a rampant, uh, this law has been rampantly used on uh, political activists. Khalid was arrested this week under the Sedition Act. So what is he actually being accused of? Khalid was initially arrested for what is called a new law, which is called Multimedia and Communication Act, for his postings in, the, in, in a page in support of one of the persons very close to the uh, Johor royalty. There was a case of uh, Kamarul Hisham, who was, sorry, Kamal Hisham, who has been arrested in Singapore and then he's been denied bail. So Khalid Ismat actually created a page in support of this guy Kamal Hisham. So for that he has been um, initially arrested under the Communication and Multimedia Act and then subsequently, you know, he was released and re-arrested because uh, there was, for six days, he has been uh, arrested, released, re-arrested for six days. And then finally, on 13th of October, he was charged for two under two acts. One is the Seditious Act, where there has been three uh, charges against him, and as well as the Multimedia Act, where there were 11 charges leveled at him. From what you've just said, this sounds quite a campaign to get him and also to intimidate him and other activists? Yes, precisely, because, you know, uh, what, what, what Khalid posted in the Facebook is actually something very uh, very mild. I think any of us would have done something similar. But the, but the problem with this particular case is he has been denied bail. This is quite unprecedented because bail is normally denied for those who are accused for any offences which will carry a death sentence. That means, for example, for murder. But in the case of Khalid, he has been denied bail, and the reason given by the public prosecutor why he should be denied bail is that if you allow him to be free, he will continue to use the internet and post things which might condemn the royalty as well as the ruling party. From what you de- describe, and again for listeners, the uh, I believe that the Sedition Act carries uh, a sentence of up to 20 years in jail. It sounds very similar to a law in your neighbour, Thailand, of the Les Majest law, where it's very broad and carries very substantial penalties, and it's really used for incredibly minor things. Yes, there seems to be some uh, similarities. 
and uh, but in in Malaysia, most of the time, if you are arrested for sedition, you are offered bail. And this is the first time we are facing a situation where someone who is facing just an offence for posting something in the Facebook denied bail. So this is something like a detention without trial. You know, he's been he's been sorry detention. He's been punished. He's been presumed guilty by now because. They say the reason for not allowing him to be released is because he will continue to post when the, the initial posting he made, he has yet to be found guilty for that. So there seems to be a level of very high-handed way of handling this case. And this, this morning, actually, we went to the Chief Justice to submit a memorandum asking the Chief Justice of, of Malaysia to put a stop to this nonsense and, you know, and we're hoping that High Court, which we hope will hear a revision of the bail application, will be able to reverse uh, what was what the sessions called denied his bail earlier. What effect has his arrest um, had in in Malaysia? Has there been a number of protests and um, outrage at the at the use of the Sedition Act on on such a blatant political ground? There's been a series of uh, continuous uh, events happening in Malaysia. There's been an arrest of uh, two people under SOSMA, which is a law which was used to replace the ISA. And then you and then you had suddenly the toll hike uh, yesterday. So a lot of people are very frustrated with the toll prices in all the highways. And then you have this this arrest of uh, Khalid Ismail. So I think there's a growing. Uh, Frustration and and there is been vigils held uh, in, in a number of places because people are slowly trying to understand because everybody is quite confused what's happened to Khalid Ismail because you know posted something what what is uh, so seditious about what he posted and why is he denied bail you know so there has been a number of uh, protests vigils in uh, and and PSM is actually now uh, planning a more coordinated campaign to get him uh, released. And of course, um, as we talked to, you, uh, talked to you a few weeks ago, there's in Malaysia there was a huge anti-government government demonstration a few weeks ago of the Bursi 4, and there's an ongoing corruption scandal engulfing the Prime Minister. Do you see this arrest as part of an attempt by the government to stifle opposition and, and to stifle dissent? Yeah, Parliament is going to sit on the 19th, 19th of October, and there's an increasing uh, call for the vote of no confidence against the Prime Minister. I think first time uh, Malaysia is experiencing a vote of no confidence against the Prime Minister. And uh, Mahade has very recently came out with a joint statement with the Deputy AMNO President by his side, and Tenku Razali, who was a former, is currently now an ally of Mahade, a very influential character in, in Amno, and with another minister who was recently sacked from Najib's cabinet. So these four people have unitedly came up with a statement just a few days ago. And this followed, they followed a statement made by the Malay rulers, uh, which is quite, quite unprecedented because... The, the sultans or the kings do not make uh, you know very active in Malaysian politics. But on this case, they have made a statement on the MDB scandal, and where they requested that they wanted a clean and transparent investigation of the MDB. So I think based on all these uh, 
thinks there is a growing uh, opposition to Najib's rule. And now what he has been doing is uh, using whatever he has in his powers, which is the Attorney General Office, the police force, the Home Ministry. These three uh, institutions are clearly under him and he's using all he can to stifle uh, defend and to arrest people, finding laws which, which he could use, you know. So this is what has been happening in the last uh, one, two weeks. Well, thank you very much, Arul. That sounds all um, very concerning, but I'm sure you and your comrades are, are going to fight um, hard. And, and again, thank you for taking the time out. I know you're just about to go into a meeting uh, regarding this case. So all the best to, to you, to Khaled, and uh, to all your comrades. And if there's anything we can do, um, please make sure to keep up updated. Yes, we were definitely uh, planning on an international campaign if, if we don't get a revision in the next few days, yeah. That would be our next step. We um, look forward to hearing and, and hopefully um, you'll be successful. So thank you very much, Arul. Hey, this is Nick from Pinyao. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. And that little silence was really when the 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 the, the um, panelists here in the studio really uh, get into the the uh, interview and start discussing the implications, and then don't quite realise that the interview is finishing. But yeah, that's exactly what happened, listeners. It has nothing to do with Pierre's technical skills. Um, I, you almost <laughs> were good for twenty. I almost. Oh, the whole you made the gag about my needing a glass of water. It all uh, ended there. All right, all right, comrades. <laughs> we'll leave it here. Time is running out. But that was the interview with uh, S. Arul Chelvan, who is the general secretary of the Socialist Party of Malaysia, about the uh, the implication of the latest um, wave of arrests in uh, in Malaysia. So we'll certainly uh, keep looking at the space there to see um, what. What happens over the next um, the next um, few weeks and, and few months, and um, Giselle, this is really the end of the uh, program. Oh, actually, we do have one announcement. Although you might have to jog my memory, I, I, there is actually a demonstration on Sunday against the bombing of Syria, and I know it's the state library, but I don't quite remember but it's on our Facebook page. That's right, the world's most useless announcement but really it is an important demonstration to get to so Sunday we think it's either 12 or 2 o'clock at the State Library um, against the bombing of Syria which is a really really important campaign to get behind right now because I actually think we're losing uh, public opinion on that one. Um, yes, yes, and and I think uh, we've got to make a good uh, good analysis and debates and discussions about this issue. But so yeah, that's uh, tomorrow. That's um, tomorrow at the state library, and it's not that bad. The announcement, Giselle. I mean, it's only like there's a variation of couple. We don't know if it's twelve o'clock or two o'clock. So, it's only because you know. we know activists so well, though, yeah. that it's going to be somewhere between that. That's right. That's, no, no, I do, I do remember. Anyway, that's that's the end of it. If you want more, if you want more information about the stories that we brought to you, have a look. Um, they're all going to go on our website um, tomorrow evening, uh, www.aawl.org.au. That's the end of the show. Giselle, we'll be back next week. Next Saturday from 9 o'clock.
o'clock. But coming up next is Palestine Remembered. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.